Here we go. Uh, yeah, so we're going to be talking about integrity today. Exciting, right? It's fun. No? Yeah. <laughs> Who likes to Feels talk like about it? <laughs> yeah, it's like, I don't know about you guys, but I'm nervous about this one because it's pretty deep. It's pretty yeah. serious. But uh, before I do that, I want to go around and introduce ourselves. So, what's your name? I mean, how many years you've been here at IBC? Hi, I'm Jonathan Hines, and I am a second semester student, so I am a freshman. And I've really been enjoying my experience here so far. Yeah, yeah that's good. So far, so good. So far, so good. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, my name's Aaron. Um, uh, I'm a third-year third student. Um, this is, uh, after this, got two more years, so. Uh, Woo. Past the halfway point. Yeah, that's crazy. Time went by Fit. fast. Time's fast, dude. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. So just to give you guys a little context about what we're going to be going into, we have a thing called spiritual formation, which is you guys heard a podcast last semester about uh, some of the students' journey in, in their spiritual formation process. Uh, first one is intimacy with God. Second one, identity in Christ. Third one, one another's. Fourth, intimacy with, or not intimacy with God, uh, stewardship. And then what we're in now is integrity. And then after integrity is uh, spiritual warfare. So just to give you a little, a little uh, definition of integrity. The quality of being honest and strong moral principles, moral uprightness. So I guess... Before we dive into our passage here, but what does integrity mean to you guys? Yeah, see, it's some pretty deep stuff. <laughs> it ain't easy, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah, I would say integrity um, definitely means um upholding to your word um even when um yeah upholding to your word of what you say um not only that but like um of course the action part that's all action you know and um saying you're going to do something you know you might fail in completing it but i think even integrity still looks good, even if you're trying to finish it. But, um, but also, I would even say it's to to continue to do what's right, even when no one's looking. Um, uh, but I think one word that can even takes it even deeper is being consistent with that. Um, mm -hmm. Not not just a one time thing, um, but keeping that consistency. That's a yeah, that's definitely a good one. You have anything, Jonathan? Um, for me, integrity was something that I thought I had down, but going into this section, I realized that I have a lot of things I need to work on. So integrity for me right now really means just holding my word. It's like I usually do what's right behind, you know, when no one's looking, but holding my and keeping to my word is the one I struggle with. A lot lately. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, it's crazy because you know my first year here, I really never knew anything about integrity at all. I was just kind of going with the flow, being a chameleon, you know, <laughs> just trying to blend in with everything, just think whatever, you know. <laughs> but then realizing, like, I think my third year going through the second year material, finally came to an understanding of what integrity actually really means, because I. I think my first two years or so, I was like, man, being living in integrity seems really impossible. You know? It's like, sounds like you have to be perfect, you know. It's like basically, like, like how do you do that? It's like, because back then my temper was a lot shorter, <laughs> and my like my anger was at all time high, and just personal sin, personal struggles was at all time high. And those are just personal things that I chose not to give up my first couple of years being here. So I was like, man, being living in integrity just it's like that it seems hard. And in all honesty, it is a huge price to pay, price to pay to live in integrity because it's a lot of self discipline and a lot of self control. You know, which is like uh, self control is you know part of the fruit of the spirits. You know. And so the question, or that that question, something for you guys to think about is, or I guess you can respond to it however you feel like it. But uh, are you? I know it's gonna get a little deep. Are you living by the spirit or are you living by the flesh? It's like ouch. And the reason why I ask that because you know it's because when we're not living in integrity or living you know and another way of saying it too integrity is basically living out applied identity identity you know being holy because he is holy you know those kind of things and the question is yeah are you because integrity is it's who you are when nobody's looking. Mm. And in those moments, are you living by the flesh or are you living by the spirit? Yeah. I guess I'll go first. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, when no one is looking, I sort of actually basically just live by the flesh, I'd have to say. Because, man, it's been tough. <laughs> Just, you know, that little time to relax, you know, from your homework. And it's like, you know, I'll just I'll just do this little thing or that little thing. And next thing you know, you know, you lost all your time doing homework that you would have been doing homework. And it's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's <clears throat> uh, definitely that's. uh yeah, I mean, pretty much I, yeah, again, integrity, you know, being honest and transparent now. Um, uh, I w- it's interesting because, yeah, like you mentioned, you know, with SF integrity, this is something that we've been going through lately and um, definitely have felt the challenge in this area. And um, I was actually, um, you know, going through this uh, book, um uh, uh what's that every man's battle you know 
that has definitely opened my eyes a lot more to the actual struggle with sexual integrity. I mean, we're still talking about integrity and stuff like that, but, you know, even in the midst of something like that, that, you know, it, it's so hard to walk in the spirit and even in the midst of that. But, um, for me, it is walking in the flesh. Um, uh, I would say within these past few months, it's been a lot more frequent, especially when, when no one is around, you know, and, um, and that's just my total honesty and all that. Um, but man, it's so much easier when, uh, you know, when I'm with you guys or with anybody of the other students, you know, hanging out with them, it's, it's so much easier to be in a community and, and walk in the spirit, in the spirit, because, you know, that there's something about the community, community atmosphere that really, uh, encourages faithfulness to the Lord. But man, when you are alone, that's when the attacks of impure thoughts or whatever it may be just become a little bit more rampant or a little bit more intense. Um, and it, at times it is hard to uh, to walk in the Spirit. But um, yeah, I would say major- during the season, I would say it's been a lot more in the flesh than has the Spirit. Yeah, that's some good stuff. Yeah, because those moments like that, you you know, it's, for me personally, yeah, there will be moments where, like, I feel that little, you know, a little whisper or something behind me, like something, something here telling me, like, you're not living by the spirit. You're kind of doing your own thing here. You better slowly roll. You know, maybe. So it's been a challenge for me alongside the sexual integrity and then even just uh, going down to my thoughts. You know, mm-hmm. I did grow up a lot with a lot of uh, suppressed emotions. So, like, I always, I, I usually, like, when I'm angry, I don't really say much. I just kind of, you know, hold it all in and have all these thoughts and these thoughts tend to kind of bring me down or so like challenge for me that when those moments come is you know to always take thoughts take my thoughts captive and make them obedient to christ and that way cast them all or tie them all up and just cast it on to his feet because yeah that's ultimately where it all starts you know thought the heart and then to, uh, the action, yeah. Mm. <clears throat> so the passage I kind of just wanted to discuss on is Ephesians five, yeah, Ephesians chapter five, verses eight through eleven, and it says, "For you were once, for you were once darkness, but now you are light in the world in the Lord. Live as children of light, for the fruit." of the light consists in all goodness and righteous and truth and find out what pleases the Lord have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness but rather expose them so in something that for you guys to think about is how does uh, or if you want to answer uh, how how does this passage relate to integrity Well, it really tells us, you know, because we are no longer who we used to be, 
we need to act like it is the main thing I've gotten out of this uh, scripture passage. Yeah, just basically living out the light, being in the light, you know, kind of just... Yeah, because when, when God calls you out of the darkness, there's away. a... I don't want to say an expectation from Him, but it is an expectation from Him that you live according to how you are... are now and if you you know you're called to the light and you go to the light but yet you live as if you were in darkness are you really you know i think john talks about it but are you really called to the light hmm. you said how does this how does this passage pertain to integrity right um Yeah, my uh, my translation that in verse ten it says trying to learn what is pleasing to the Lord. Um, I I think that really does sum it up. Um, and this it, this is interesting because, you know, in in relation to integrity, you know, me and Jonathan have kind of been doing this uh, study time together, and uh, we uh, we we we've been in. Uh, Psalm 51 and there's there's a verse in there I believe it's maybe you can remember it but it's uh David is talk after he had sinned you know with Bathsheba and you know is confessing everything to the Lord and uh so that that prayer or whatever it is but he says for I was for sin has, was... has sin has been a part of my life even um you know, when he was conceived, you know, sin Verse was five. There. And then it goes on to say that, you know, this sin is ever before me, you know. And so in relation to integrity, you know, that whatever it is that we could be struggling with, whether it's temptations or pride or uh, just whatever the case may be, you know, um, upholding to that, up, knowing what your sin is um, and trying to live uh with the intention to be Christ like to be ever transformed to be um uh, uh, like that it takes time you know we we learned here you know when you start learning about doctrine and theology and stuff sanctification is a word that is um that's brought up and there was something about that that's um what i got from that is sanctification is a process you know and what turned me off years ago from christianity was to live up to this standard mm. and it's i at that time when i first heard this from from a pastor back home it was i, I was turned off and i just from that point on i kind of gave my life to how i wanted to live and from that it, it was just worldly living and Nothing came good from that, um, but now that I've learned that it it takes time, it takes it's a process. So I'll, if anything, you know, walking in integrity is not getting it right the first time, or that it's going to be perfection from the get go. I think you you know here in verse ten, trying to learn what is pleasing to the Lord, um, and now that that just reveals. Um, 
God's love, long suffering for us, man. That's if you think of long suffering, you know, just being every, being with us every step of the way, even when we do mess up, even when we do, you know. So for me, it would be even to give in to temptation, having all these impure thoughts or whatever it may be, but you know, still trying to go after God's heart. It's like, do not participate, you know, in darkness, even though we may do at times, but trying to learn you know uh, um, there's a lot of grace in that you know so I think for me is and knowing that you know so for one for you were once in darkness but now you are light of the world live as children of light he wasn't like you know kind of how do you say it? it wasn't like you know, you should try, or you, you know, trying is good, but like, kind of an expectation. You know, us as believers, you know, we we ought to be living as children of light because mm-hmm. we are represent representatives of Christ. You know, and we are that light of the world. You know, being the light of the darkness. Mm-hmm. And what really, what really convicted me, man. It's like, yeah, get up straight for this because it still hurts. <laughs> but uh, God calls us, you know, to be the light of the world, to go and be that light in the darkness, to go and wherever the Lord calls you, you're, you're called to be that light. So you're out in public, you're being the light, and are you still being the light? when nobody's looking are you still living in the light when you're in your room by yourself are you still in the light when you're you know out and about wherever you may be by yourself and really convicted me because it goes down to like am I you know I could be the light here at IBC and what challenged me the reason why I came up with that thought and I felt like God was really convicting me and challenging me in this area because you could be the light here at IBC, but are you being a light at Little Caesars? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. to be really honest, I wasn't. I fleshed out sometimes or got frustrated and had all these like inner anger thoughts and just, you know, I struggled with it. And mm-hmm. so what makes you guys think of that? Like, any response on that? Like, did that make sense? Like two locations? Yeah, or just... Or like, you know, God calls you to be the light wherever you may be, but are you being the light even when you're alone, you know? If you have any response to that. If you don't, that's fine. Did it hurt? Just ouch. Yeah, it is an ouch. Yeah. (laughs) That's for sure. If you can't say amen, just say ouch. (laughs) (laughs) Ouch. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I would say even with City League, I mean, yeah. you know, with yeah. basketball. I mean, that's honest. I, 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 I love basketball so much that it, it, you know, when I was playing before, you know, I I played with a group of guys that, you know, we were always competitive and you know we talked trash and, um, and, you know, so that there was that aspect. So I I that was a lot, <clears throat> a lot that I picked up, but. You know, so in playing in City League and 
you know, I shared about this with uh, one of the staff members. I think it was Manny, but um, it was totally different this 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 time playing on this side of it because um, knowing where my heart is at and being on the court, it was trying to hold back on those old habits of saying something to other players, especially when they would be themselves. You know, they may not have been believers, but for them to be calling things out on the court. And it's like, sometimes, man, a, a lot of my integrity as a believer went out the window and it was like, okay, well, let's get, let's play, you know? So, um, then I would start saying something and, you know, and then all of a sudden I would catch myself. Um, but, and then just forgetting about why I was there. But then again, a lot more of the season was to actually try to, um, re- rem- be, rem- be reminded of why we were there. It, yeah, of course, to play ball, but um, the other part was to be a light, you know, to be that city on a hill, you know, and uh, to be, you know, maybe because like one game, there was one guy, the ball went out, and I that whole game I kept saying, oh, yeah, it was off me. It's your guy's ball. And, you know, a guy came up, and he, they were joking from me, at me, from the sideline on their bench like you can't be honest at a city league game man it's the city league and i was just all i could say at the time was well it's it's what's in my heart you know and um i I always wondered what that maybe what the guy thought about uh thought about it later on but and then i saw him the next day or the next game and uh, he goes, are you still being honest out there? I said, I'm trying. <laughs> I said, it's hard. But, I mean, even in a, it's something as simple as playing basketball, I mean, two locations and anything. But, um, yeah, so even two locations, separate locations, wherever you're called to go, yeah, it still is, especially if you are things of former, former things you used to be a part of. Um, but I did go to a concert one time. This wasn't probably a concert I should be at, but I did go. (laughs) Mm, But the thing is, is about that was, it was so cool to just enjoy the show and then leave before I would go and be buying drinks, uh, left and right and just getting hammered and, and then drive home, you know? Um, but it was so cool just to go in and jam to some tunes and then just leave. And come right back, you know. So, the, I felt it felt amazing to have that kind of integrity, the integrity there, you know, even in the midst of people who were doing, you know, worldly things, you know. So, yeah, yeah, that's that's good stuff because that's one of the biggest points here of doing this podcast is, you know, if you are a believer, you should be living integrity because. Kind of to your point on how me being at Little Caesars is that people are watching us. Yeah. Regardless, even if you're not a believer, someone, people are still watching you, you know. And even for us as Christians, if you're being a light here and they see you somewhere else and you're not being a light there, and it's something of like, this guy's a believer and he's acting that way, like, why should I, you know, why should I be a Christian if this guy over here is mm-hmm. all holier than that over here, but over there he's all somehow, you know, <laughs> he's so yeah, good. acting up, you know, so that's why it's important to have integrity 
to live in integrity, but also, again, integrity is applying your identity in Christ because we're always living out our identity in Christ. Yeah, so, you have anything? You good? Um, if I already mentioned a little bit, um, for me, I, I work on campus at IBC, and one thing I've really been noticing lately is, like, when I'm working by myself, which has been happening a lot more often lately, it's like it's so hard to resist the temptation to just, like, you know, take a five-minute break and, you know, chill on your phone for, like, five minutes, look through social media, you know, play play a video game or something. And so hard to fight it. And depending on the job, it's even harder. Because, like, earlier today I was working by myself, but I was working in front-breaking ice. And I didn't really struggle with that temptation but like with other jobs it's like more minor it's like it's not a big deal if they don't get done that's when it gets really hard it's like i know people walk by every once in a while and they could assume that i am taking a break which i would be but the thing that kind of kept me going was like what if they come back again and they see i'm still taking that break have i have i done well at it hit and miss but being honest but yeah yeah that's one thing you know what i was reminded of when i first went through these integrity and my process of being here at ibc you know integrity is not perfection he's not calling you to live it perfectly you know the only thing that he's asking you to do is continue to be faithful. Be faithful. Because we're humans. We're not perfect. We're far from it. It's like, if you try to be perfect, you already tried, you already failed because you tried to be perfect. You know, it's <laughs> like, it's it, does, it doesn't work that way, you know. And so just to remember, you know, it's, you know, God's not going to be like, oh, man, you messed up. You, know, you, you messed lie. up big yeah, time. Yeah, it's like, you know, you're not God faithful, me. then if you're not going to be faithful, I'm not going to be faithful. You know, God's not like that. God's going to stay faithful all the time. Yeah. It's just he's calling us to be faithful. And it just calls uh, harder. <laughs> yeah. So just to wrap it up here, um, can I have one of you guys read Jeremiah chapter 9, verses 1 through 9? Jeremiah 9. It's King James only. Oh, no, I mean it from the Christian Standard Bible. So. Acceptable? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. It's all good. It's a new version I'm trying out. So Yeah, I do a whole Christian Standard Bible. So, yeah. Nice. Jeremiah 9, 1 through 9 in the Christian Standard Bible. If my head were a flowing spring, my eyes a fountain of tears, I would weep day and night over the slain of my dear people. If only I had traveled, if only I had a traveler's lodging place in the wilderness, I would abandon my people and depart from them, for they are all adulterers, a solemn assembly of treacherous people. They bend their tongue like their like their bows, lie and an Lie and not faithfulness prevail. Lies and unfaithful. Uh, sorry. 
Lies and not faithfulness prevail in the land, for they proceed from the evil from one evil to another. And they do not take me into account. This is the Lord's declaration. Everyone who has who has to be on guard against his friend, don't trust any brother. For every brother will certainly devise deceive, and every friend spread slander. Each, I mean, each one betrays his friend. No one tells the truth. They have taught their tongues to speak lies. They, they wear themselves out doing wrong. You've, you live in a world of deception. In their deception, they refuse to know me. This is the Lord's declaration. Therefore, this is what the Lord, Almighty, Lord of armies says. I am about to refine them and test them. For what else can I do because of my dear people? Their tongues are deadly arrows. They speak deception with his mouth. One speaks peaceably with his friends, but inwardly he sets up an ambush. I should, should I not push him into these things? Says the Lord. This is the Lord's declaration. Should I not avenge myself on such a nation as this? Thanks. Thanks, Jonathan. It's not that being dyslexic. Yeah, no, you're good. It's yeah, it's a pretty long passage and kinda was, I honestly have a hard time reading that too. I, I feel you. Yeah. But uh just to give you guys a little background of Jeremiah to is you know basically a downward spiral. You know, Israelites going downhill and just they keep choosing and choosing and choosing to go down the wrong path and God has been angry and upset with his people of Israel. And this is what, uh, Jeremiah 9, uh, what do you, what do you see that is being repeated over and over as you read through this? Deception. Deception. Um, lies. Yeah, basically, uh, seem, yeah, for they proceed from evil to evil. Um, there's nothing but evil that's around him. Mm-hmm. Um, even one of maybe uh, I know this one stuck out of uh, everyone deceives his neighbor and does not speak the truth. Or and then in verse four, do not trust any brother because every brother deals craftily. You know, every neighbor goes about as a slander. You know, so there's. Like gossip, there's whatever may be slandering going on around these people. Uh, so basically, everything is a lie, deceitful, deception, just spreading all around. Yeah. So, yeah, this is where, you know, again, huge conviction, Holy Spirit slap, you know. Oh, man, yeah. yeah here we go, round two. <laughs> no, yeah. but, uh, you see a huge, a good, very vivid description of God describing a liar. These people were not telling the truth to each other. These people were lying behind people's backs, backstabbing, you name it, you know. And this is where, again, conviction is the question that I felt was really on my heart and even analyzing it myself is how do you think God feels about you 
when you do not tell the truth. He already knows you didn't tell the truth. He already knows that you're lying. And you already got this whole description of how God felt about these liars, these slanderers. Like, man, these guys are making me mad. You know? So, something for you guys and maybe the audience too, the person that you just ponder on is how are you telling the truth in every situation? Because that's also a whole another part of being in with living in integrity is being truthful and honest and faithful in these areas. So I guess the last question for you guys is how are you at telling the truth in every situation? Is the right answer to say I'm not? <laughs> yeah, I'm not the best at it either. Yeah, so. I'm trying to tell the truth in every situation, but man, some situations are tough. It was like earlier today, I got a text from someone who I used to know, and they were upset at me because I completely forgot about a picture that I was supposed to remove and they didn't remind me the nicest way and I really wanted to just reply back in well, frustration and anger and um, I sent out a lifeline to um, Aaron and after that the Lord kind of convicted me it was like I went straight to anger and frustration it's like alright how can I tell the truth in this situation and I texted them back and you know appreciated them for reminding them I mean reminding me about the thing I was supposed to do a while ago but haven't done and that I'll get to it as soon as I can because this was while I was middle working and I also appreciate them for some information they exploded onto me but it was very I was very thankful I learned some things about myself in that in their message so i I made sure I did not have any signs of anger in there wanted to reply in a appreciative and honest manner and it was tough. I spent a half hour working through that message <laughs> well thanks for sharing that Jonathan appreciate it yeah it's hard uh it's hard to tell the truth when you know a person you're talking to you know just right in front of you you know just has like a booger hanging down from their nose no i'm joking (laughs) (laughs) no is this a cool haircut (laughs) yeah sure it is (laughs) no yeah this is this is really a deep one because I mean, yeah, we, we could look at some of the surface things of like, uh, like, how did how did everything go? You know, sometimes a question, sometimes our responses can be, oh yeah, it went great, you know. But ideally, you you give the the surface kind of things and don't go into detail sometimes, you know. Um, but you know, some 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 things of simple is that like just a communication wise. Or like just um, maybe even living out some simple things, whatever it may be. Hey, did you get this done? Yeah, I got this done. Uh, this is what happened. This is what it is. Or just informing everybody uh, where you're at with things. 
Um, but I think you can even go deeper with this and just with integrity and are you telling a lie is sometimes um, even in the midst of like, let's say, like sexual integrity, you know, some, something like that comes to mind. It's like, am I being totally honest with this person over here that I saw at the store and, you know, and had roving eyes, something that you do physically and um, in action, but how much of a honesty do you have to say, like, I apologize, I'm looking at you wrong. Man, I that's even deeper and it's because and it's that's even hard to because you know I I would be honest to say I've been guilty of that because that's you know even in the midst of something not not just with communication wise but just like uh physically and and action wise doing things and maybe it wasn't pure you know maybe it didn't have integrity but then, or just even, it, it maybe doesn't even have to pertain to, like, anything sexual. It could even be pertaining to anger or, like, uh, like uh, these ones, like slandering and stuff like that. You know, just honestly going about your way and talking in the midst of somebody that you probably don't really care about, you know, and just have a, such a dislike for. But yet you have it in your heart towards them, and then, but you don't tell them the honesty of probably why you dislike them you know uh man that's even that's like hard to have integrity in that to be honest and say you know these are the things that um you know upset me but i would like to seek your forgiveness from this i'd like to grow with you restore something you know but instead of being in the midst and just be yeah you're no everything went good you know, just totally go back to surface, but forgetting these little deep parts about actually how you're living. And then all of a sudden, yeah. So, so mine's bad. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll admit that. Yeah, because I was going to say, too, even when it comes to conflict, you know, yeah. don't tell the truth in conflict. Because for me personally, I'm like, I don't want to deal with all this conflict, bro. I don't have all the energy to do all this conflict. I'm just... Tell you what you want to hear and yeah. knowing holding back the truth, which is bad because yeah. it's hindering your own growth to grow in conflict. Mm-hmm. But you're also hindering the person that you're holding the truth against because this truth can help them grow in that area. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like it hinders both ways. And that's why, you know, telling the truth in every situation is important you know so yeah just to wrap it all up you know it's again integrity you don't have to you're not you can't live by it perfectly god is just calling you to live it by it faithfully mm-hmm. and remember even when you that's where you, when we mess up we fall we stumble but god's grace is still there mm-hmm. And we still have that hope. Our identity is not is not stripped away. It's secured. So if you are struggling with integrity, some tips to help is, you know, knowing your boundaries, mm-hmm. knowing your triggers, 
and trying to have the self-discipline to say no to things you know not to overcommit to your not not overcommit yourself to everything because that's gonna wear you out and you may fail in those areas because you know mm-hmm. I was like you say yes to this thing but you're still and you said yes to the other thing you know yeah like, oh shoot mm-hmm. I forgot oh my bad you know those kind of things too so those are just some small tips but another can I suggest yeah, another yeah, tip go for it um have someone to be accountable to as well. Oh, yeah, definitely. Very honest. Like, if you don't have anyone to be accountable, then the only one keeping you accountable is you and God. Yeah. But if you have someone else to keep you accountable, it adds another level of motivation to, well, be accountable to do what you set out to do. Yeah, that's really good. Oh, I can't believe I left that out. My bad, guys. <laughs> I'll even add to, the, to that because that's, uh, you know, even that's... Uh, when you have that accountability too, uh, that that takes definitely humility. Mm-hmm. Um, with responding to that, knowing being called out on some of the things that uh, that you're confronted with by a fellow brother, uh, someone that you trust, uh, or it could be a fellow sister that's t- telling you something. But yeah. um, another thing is, you know, I was reading this book because uh, I'm trying to prepare it for something that I'm asked to do. But one thing is. To never go at this alone, yeah, for sure. Uh, this is not something that we can do on our own strength, for sure. Uh, all this is, this takes the work of the Holy Spirit and mm-hmm. just going with it with God, uh, even when we are alone. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was that past. I can't remember Paul his sayings about give your petitions and requests up to the Lord, and He will replace those things with with his peace so to while he works on those anxiousness and worries mm-hmm. so he hears the prayer but he's going to go work on this but he's going to fulfill you with that peace you know and i think within that it's that's where god's grace becomes a lot really sufficient in weaknesses you know especially if you're struggling with something or whatever it may be and trying to uphold to integrity it, it doesn't take our our power everything is done through his power so yeah. Don't forget that one out. Yeah, forget that. yeah, can't grow alone. Takes a team. My bad, I totally spaced that. Thanks, John. You came in clutch, man. Yeah. It's like yeah, because that's how it all started with me when I had to finally, you know, I was scared to confess all my sins. I was, and all of that. To be really honest, there's some of them I didn't want to let go. Hmm. And you know, I finally talked with my mentor. And, you know, it's basically uh, what I like hmm. to picture is. I just puked all over him, you know, just yeah. let it all out. <laughs> and, uh, I know those <laughs> And then, like, my honest, my honest opinion, I thought he was going to, you know, come at me like, man, you really messed up or <laughs> got a lot of problems, man, you know, those <laughs> kind of things. But he said what you did was bold and strong. And, yeah, he then proceeded by saying, now what can we do from here? You know, hmm. so yeah. your confession is all good and you confessed it. But if you're not turning away from your sin is hmm. where you're still living in sin, you must repent and turning away from your sin. So, and it takes a team because my mentor and then I had some of my peers alongside me too to walk me, to help me walk through, process and pray through 
the sins that I had. So it takes a team, accountability, self-discipline. It's your choice, you know, so. Yeah, this is good stuff, man. Yeah, do a part two, maybe from a female perspective. That'd be be really great. I think it would be beneficial. Sure. Yeah, all right, so. This is the the Gonet Toodles. Don't be the gis. Yeah. (laughs) Have integrity. (laughs) Yeah. All right, but thank you guys. Thank you, Aaron. Thank you, Jonathan. Thank you for having me. me. Yeah, so it's been good. So see you all later.